My name is Cassie Moraine, and I want to welcome you to the Circle of Trust, a podcast full of laughter, interrupting, and oversharing. Brought to you by me and my two best friends, Jillian Lawson and Julie Signorelli. Well, we are at episode 24. That's our final episode of season three. Honestly, I can't believe we've made it this far. <laughs> We're so excited about this one because we've been building up to it for a couple weeks. Jill Fix My Life. This is where our listeners submitted questions in hopes that Jill, such a great advice giver, could help them fix their life. We took problems of various magnitudes and Jill just gave her pure unadulterated opinion on them. How great is that? But first we're going to start with a little catch up. So here we go. Jill's in her shawl. Did you dye your hair, Jill? Got my shawl. Did you dye huh? your hair? No, it was hair wash day. Oh. And so that's why it looks so good. You great. guys, I have so many fresh. gray hairs. I don't know if you can see them. I look like I have gray highlights. No, but I actually just read an article. Mm. My friend Madi posted it. Um, that that's really in. Oh god. To just let your gray no. streaks show. It is in out I'm here. I'm not ready to go there. But I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. But that's because, like, she has a really pronounced streak right at the front that actually looks super cool. Okay, well, that's No one else has, like, a... Yeah, it looks like an intentional highlight. Her gray is super cool. But I don't think, like, a smattering of gray hairs... Mine doesn't look intentional. Yeah. Mine looks, like, haggardly, like it's sticking up, like... Why are the gray hairs a different texture than the other hairs? Mine are too? wiry and mousy. Mine are too. Yeah. I don't like it's it. Like your body's like you're old. Let's make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Here's not only hair that's a different color, but a different texture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know how long are you gonna fight it. Are you gonna go gray eventually, Jill? No, I'm be like my mom. Look how good she looks. Your mom looks amazing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm striving for here. Same. My mom colors her hair too. She's very religious. So about does it. your dad. I mean, her hair. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, let's reconvene. How is everybody's lives? Give us the update. What's happening? Anybody? <laughs> I filed for my LLC for my new design. That's so exciting. Thing. Do you have so. a name? I named it. <laughs> Julie named it. You did? I get How naming I credits. in that conversation? I don't know. Wasn't that the group text? No, you no. texted me privately. But thanks. Cool. She oh, only bummer. wanted my opinion, well, Cass. Jill fixed my <laughs> that friendship. Never <laughs> that never happened. Okay. Um, what's it's the name? Jillian Design Co. Jillian Design Co.? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Like company. Yeah. So. Very cool. You know, co for company. We got it. Because <laughs> we abbreviate everything now. <laughs> You're not supposed to say the whole. It's, exactly. it's co as in codependent. Co. <laughs> so it's that's right. So accurate. So accurate. Wow, that's really exciting. So an LLC today, a line at Target two years from now. I'm just yeah, putting, it I'm putting it out there. Putting it out Look for me at the dollar spot. The dollar spot. <laughs> she did it because Carter gave her a wound for telling her mommies don't work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. I'll start my you own on. business. <laughs> this podcast right. made me go on a diet, so <laughs> life changing crap. I started taking vitamins. 
If it's not changing any of your all's lives, it sure is changing ours. My body never had B6 until this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Too funny. Well, that's cool, Jill. So what's the next step? Website? Business cards? Website. I'm going to do like a... Like a promo for like a to get some e design clients, uh-huh. um, and like so I can like fine tune that new. So I bought software, guys. Like, wow. oh, come on. dang. I mean, you know, that's exciting. So wait, software or then, an app? <laughs> it's kind of. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Tell people software. It sounds uh, way better. The point is, is I don't know how to use it, and I have to watch a bunch of tutorials to figure yeah. out how to use it. So, you okay. know, stuff like that. No, you know me. I'm going slow, taking small steps. That's great. I'm gonna check two boxes this week, <laughs> and I'll check two more next. It's week. a big deal. It's it a is. huge process. Yeah. So it's exciting. That's, That's cool. very exciting. Awesome. Proud of you. Yes, you're. A- don't get too busy because we still have to do this <laughs> podcast. Oh, I'm not. This is we can't add one more job into this podcast. (laughs) No, I don't have one. This is all I got, guys. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Julie? Well, I've got a cold. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're so tired of you being for real. For real, started. You need like a holster that has a can of Lysol on one side and hand sanitizer on the other. I know. For real. Somebody said I'm earning my New York City immunity. I was like, accurate. It's like three years in. Is that how long it takes? I didn't go a lot of places the first couple years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you drinking, Cassie? Dasani sparkling water. Oh, there's her accent again. Drinking, like a Red Bull or something. I was like, wow. Not sponsored, just delicious. Not sponsored. <laughs> um, what else, Julie? I started taking vitamins. <laughs> and tell us about that. Um, I'm on day two, so like I don't know yet. <laughs> so her whole life has changed. All I know is I started taking them yesterday and I got sick this morning. So... <laughs> So far, it's working great. Um, Is it a multivitamin? No. It's like specific vitamins that are supposed to help me be well. (laughs) Says a Facebook doctor? No, no, no. A real doctor. A real one who looked at blood work and stuff and was like, oh, yeah, a real (laughs) one. what the doctor says. Right? Good job. But funny thing is, is that, um, you know, you guys have seen like... I just put some collagen in, you know, my stuff, right? You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. Or when people make those videos on Instagram, this is my pet peeve. And they're like, I'm just going to make a really simple smoothie. And there's a hundred ingredients in there. And you're yes. like, I don't have cacao nibs. I don't have bee pollen. <laughs> like, show me. Spirulina. Yeah. Like, what is the shelf? Like, bee pollen. Like, I don't know, you know. But I did. I read somewhere that collagen can really help with like your gut health which can help with your immunity so i'm trying that and i'm on day two and i caught a cold (laughs) did you buy the daily proteins no that 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 brand no okay 
The vital no, protein. Vital Trader protein. Joe's yeah. has a brand. Yeah. They have a can of it for like twelve. She bought the generic twelve dollars, and it's the same thing. And yeah. but I hi, I would like generic gut health. Where can I find that at? <laughs> oh, the gut health that's going to give you a cold on day one. It's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> But you're saving $5. I mixed it in some bone oh. broth. I'm like practically. Oh my god. That stuff is expensive. The the collagen from Vital Protein. So we, yeah. we bought a thing. And then, of course you did. Well, yeah. I mean, I had a smoothie no, stage. Kyle bought it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have cacao nibs? No, we don't have do cacao nibs. Do you have bee nibs, have No. But I do have flaxseed. That's kind of abnormal, right? Yeah. Flaxseed. Um, sure. I have uh, those little tiny balls that become gelatinous. Chia. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm not down for chia. Anything that looks it's... like fish eggs, I'm I'm out. Ew. Uh, yeah, it does, like though. Eggs. It's very unappetizing. I don't mind it. So, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay, so you're sick again. That's great. Cassie, what's yeah, still with you? Yeah, done. Over it. Um, well, I have to say, along the lines of this podcast changing our life, I didn't mention in my um, goals for 2019 that we wanted to have like people over more and do more social things. <laughs> and I did it, guys. <laughs> I did my second dinner party of the year, and it was a doozy. <laughs> it was a banger. Wait, are you counting your Christmas dinner with Kyle's parents no. as the first dinner party? No, 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 no. We did okay, one last just month, checking. too. Yeah. Okay. So we're, like, slowly inviting people over. Half the year is over. You only did <laughs> I'm dead. I can't. <laughs> it's fun though we're I mean like I've just had to get over some of my hangups about it like worrying that people won't think my house is clean enough my backsplash not being done and I Kyle also noticed like when someone new comes to our house that's the very first thing we point out hey they're like oh I love your kitchen hey look our backsplash still isn't done <laughs> like we want to make sure we're the ones who say like there it is we are going to say it first I'm the same way I'm like don't we're look aware. at my stairs because they're not real they're only 95% done <laughs> yeah I think it's a like defense mechanism but yeah so we had people over which was fun we're figuring out which foods are good for dinner parties and which are not we had a strikeout. We did burgers and like potatoes and corn on the cob. That wasn't good. Why was that a strikeout? I love because burgers. everything has to be done at the same time, and we use the grill and our. I don't know. It just like everything wasn't hot. We're figuring it out. We did a fajita oh, yeah. night, and that was a hit because we just served it on a big skillet on the table and had all these toppings. That was really fun. But yeah, the burgers was not not awesome. So I won't do that again. I made fajitas today. You did? Great. Yep. Whole 30 approved. Yep. Made my own fajita skillet sauce. Ooh. Fancy. Did you put collagen in it or bee pollen? (laughs) Yeah. I put bee pollen in it. The other thing is today I went to a friend. She's actually a listener of the podcast, a faithful listener, Melanie Bartholomew. And she, yeah, she and her husband are adopting a baby and I went to like a fundraiser luncheon for her today that was so beautiful. Like she shared a little bit of their story on how their journey of getting to adoption and now they're just kind of in the waiting for the family, 
the birth mother to come along. And so it was very cool to hear that and like celebrate them. And um, a lady actually wrote a book about their journey, like a fiction kids book. And she read it at the party and then people could buy the book as like a fundraiser for the event. So it was, is it available online? I don't know. That's a good question. If it is, I'll find out. It. Yeah, we'll yeah. link to it because it's a really special. They're such a special family. She's always wanted to be a mom, and she's going to be an incredible mom. And um, I don't know. It's just really cool. And like one of the things she did that had me like sobbing was she brought up her mom, her stepmom, and her and Tommy's mom, her husband's mom, and she was like, "My mom gave birth to me. She loves me like you know only a mother can." My stepmother met me when I was 13 and she loves me in such a deep way, like only a mother can. And then she talked about Tommy's mom who came into her life when she needed, you know, a mother figure and how, you know, all three of these women are mothers to her. And it was just beautiful, like to hear that and how it relates to their adoption journey. So I don't know, it was really fun and special. Okay, so this is our long awaited episode Season finale. Can you believe this is our 24th episode, guys? A part of me wants to say no, no. but then a part of me is like, yes, because I've had so We've many had to times. fight so hard <laughs> for every day. A part episode. of me is like, yeah, it feels like 24. It feels like 50. <laughs> it's actually like 50 because half of them didn't pan out. Yeah. <laughs> Julie. Yeah. So true. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, now you made me panic and I'm looking at all my stuff. Don't panic. We're getting You're it. Good. We're getting it. Did, is everything Everything's good? Everything's recorded. Can we double check? I'm good. I'm at 17 <laughs> minutes right and 40 now. seconds. 38. Too. Something like that. Okay. Um, so this is our long-awaited season finale. We have been collecting questions for the last several weeks. And the title of today's episode is... Jill, Jill fix, fix my, my life. life. I wanted to say it with you. Oh, okay. Let's try it in. Ready? Three, two, one. Jill, Jill. Fix, my <laughs> fix my life. Wait, we didn't say it at the same time. Try it again. One more time. Ready? Okay, first of all, fix that. <laughs> Three, two, one. Jill. Jill. Oh, my God. We're on a delay. Here's the cadence. Worship leader, Jill. Fix my life. I'll Jill, just, you know, work my editing magic. Pause. Fix my life. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'll just, you know, layer them, stack them. It'll be great. Great. So Great. <laughs> we have been collecting questions on our Instagram stories, on our Instagram posts, and through a private link, not a private link, but an anonymous link where people can... Not submit their names if they so desire. <laughs> I wonder what those I have, are. <laughs> I have questions. Those are all from Julie. <laughs> yeah, in a variety of categories. And so, Jill, the plan is we're just going to toss them out to you. You can share your opinion. Um, we do want to put a disclaimer on the episode that we're not responsible for any poor life happenstances that come as a result of taking Jill's <laughs> advice. <laughs> This is when it would really come in handy if we were an LLC because then we would have limited liability. <laughs> but right? we don't. So So basically take so, advice at your own risk. Yes. By continuing to listen to this podcast, you agree <laughs> we are not to be held responsible 
for Jill blowing right. up your life. And just okay, to be so- clear, Jill is the one giving the advice. <laughs> Cassie and Julie, who work for churches, did not give any advice. We will not give you advice. We'll just tell you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. That disclaimer were for our respective boards. (laughs) So, Jill, this one is from... um, Wait, hold on. Before we start, I would like to say something. Okay. Um, Okay, so here's the thing. I do not interfere in people's lives. So... I would never give you advice unless you ask for advice. And if you're with me and you're like venting, venting, venting or whatever, I'll always stop you and I'll say, do you just want to vent or are you looking for advice? That's true. She does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Accurate. So by you guys asking these questions, I am going to give you advice the only way that I know how. Pretty bluntly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jill, what was your, on your spiritual gifts test, how much mercy did you have? Oh, absolute zero. (laughs) I got the literal lowest score you could possibly get. So if you... If you're looking for someone to feel bad for you, Jill ain't the one. Self-pity, it's not coming from her. (laughs) So So I'm going to give you the advice you're looking for. Everyone who submitted a question has asked your advice. So I think we're in the clear. Number right. one question throws it back to an episode from earlier in the season. Ooh, faithful listener. Do you forgive Egg Lady? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, and you know how I know is because I had to see her at the sports banquet and she walked right past me and I was like, I'm cool with you. <laughs> did you eye roll, side eye, and so, then say you're cool? Or did she just... <laughs> I... Did side eye. I took some self reflection for a minute, and then I was like, "Nope, I'm moving on." Good, good stuff. That is amazing. Okay. That was my question, by the way. Uh, you're kidding. That was Julie. Egg lady, we good. That's good to know. Everything's been resolved. So, Jill, I have a couple categories, and I'm gonna read them to you, and you can tell me where you want to start. Ooh. Personal, okay. marriage, home. That's like decor and stuff um health and beauty friendships child rearing and career why are we talking about child rearing since i just got a job today i'm gonna go ahead and take take child rearing for a hundred child rearing okay yeah i'm good at that so um this is from prego pamela she asks how do you handle going from one child to two the world makes it sound very difficult and scary Okay, it is difficult and scary, so that is true. <laughs> so, no comfort there, Pam. The jump from one to two. Okay, <laughs> I have four kids, um, so the jump from one to two was the hardest. Really? Um, because, yeah, Abby was because Abby was this very easy baby who just went with the flow, did what I needed her to do, like was on on the schedule I wanted her to be on. Um, she loved to go out. She loved to like do stuff. So she was very easy to just be on the go. And when number two came, well, first of all, before, right before number two came, I was like intensely worried that I wasn't going to love number two as mm. much as I love number one. I've heard mom like, say that. Oh my gosh. Because like my whole entire world revolved around number one. Yeah. And, um, 
And then number two came, and of course you love them, so you can put that to rest. You're going to love all of your children just as much as you love the first one. You might not I like them. I was gonna say you might not like the other ones from time but to you time. Love them, don't worry. <laughs> but you for sure will love them. Um, but it was just difficult learning like how do I manage a toddler and a newborn? Yeah. What do I do when it's time for the newborn to eat? What do I do with the toddler? How do I keep everybody safe? How do I keep everybody like ah? So it is um there is a big learning curve there, but once you like just establish it and you and you get your rhythms and you get, you know, some time underneath you. But honestly, those first eight weeks are they're gonna really build some character in you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's another question from K- Oh, but wait, if you can have two kids, you can have ten kids. That's what I always tell everybody. Oh. Because you've already figured it out, like how to like balance having multiple like personalities and multiple kids and the way they do stuff and how to go out with so you can if you can have two kids you can have a bunch of them good to know okay moving on to our next question on child rearing um how did you know for sure you wanted to homeschool do you feel like you missed out on the early school milestones field trips and events how did you make sure your kids weren't weird socially (laughs) first of all they are weird Before homeschool, so we didn't homeschool. They're just naturally we didn't homeschool, weird. Um, They're weird on their up own. Up until Abby was going into seventh grade, that's when we started homeschooling. So um, they went to school. They learned how to read in school. They learned how to all that little, you know, all those little years they were in school. Yeah. So I can't, I can't speak to that. Um, I didn't want to homeschool, but my husband was. Um, he was on the executive track and in order to be on the executive track, you had to be mobile. So, um, we knew that we might have to like pick up and go. Yeah. And we were also waiting for Carter and we thought we might have to travel like cross country. Um, we weren't sure like where we were going to have to go to get, he ended up being born the next town over, but, um, like we didn't know what any of that was going to look like. So we decided that year to try homeschooling and see how it went. And we homeschooled for, um, four, four years. Um, and then we, when we moved here to Indiana, um, we, we put everybody back in traditional school. Oh, okay. So I didn't want to homeschool necessarily. I didn't have like a passion for it. I didn't think like, oh, I'm going to do it like, because I want, like, it wasn't like that. It was more out of necessity. And then I found really good programs that worked well for my kids. I mean, and you guys have heard me say that before. Like, I was, like, literally the worst homeschool mom ever. Like, I just, it wasn't really where I shined. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had moments of glory. I will say that. Like, I, you were I super organized. remember teaching them some things, and I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm really good at this. But then the next day would come, and I was terrible at it again. So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, did you- so if you feel like you're not good at it, get good programs around you with women who are good at it and be a manager and not the teacher. <laughs> Amen, sister. Do you though, like, do you do Jill? So Julie, you do this. What do I do? I don't know if you have any strategies, Jill, but like, no, like of how to make sure your kids aren't weird socially. Oh yeah. You oh, know, right. Le- <laughs> Julie said well- to Bella all the time. <laughs> Stop being, Bella, stop being weird. Don't be weird. <laughs> stop being weird. She would say that to her when she was like five. I was like, that's so weird. 
But I absolutely <laughs> say that to my teenagers now. Stop being weird. Yeah. I mean, it. Well, like weird eating habits, like those are things you learn in school and you don't realize you learn them until you don't aren't in school. And so like at home, your parents aren't going to be like, hey, stop doing that. We're at the dinner table. It's time to be polite. It's not like that. But you learn all those social cues at school. You just aren't intentional about it. So then like as a parent, I may not notice. But when I'm out in public, I notice. And so then I have to correct it. Because you don't have peer groups being like, hey, that's weird. Why are you eating it like that? You know? (laughs) Why are you taking things apart in layers and licking off sauce? And it's just weird, you know? So, yeah, I'm all about, like, taking them to dinner and teaching them how to act. But Abby screams at Costco, so what do I know? You know? Whatever. (laughs) This is Jill Fix My Life, so I don't know that I have anything to offer. Okay, so that's all we have on child rearing. Let's go. We got career, friendships, health and beauty, home, marriage, personal. What do you think? Personal. Personal. Okay. Personal. Okay, so this is from Help Me. And the question is, how, how to get over zero motivation moments. For example, I haven't worked out in a month. I know I need to start again, but I don't have motivation. Example two, laundry is in a pile and I know I need to fold it but I have zero motivation. Example three, I have a stack of papers to grade. Basically, how do you get motivation? Right now, procrastination under pressure is my motivation, and I hate it. You don't get motivation. You get discipline. Ooh, Ooh, just do it. You got you to gotta just grow up and do it. Like, just, you got to, you, you can, at my house, I have a saying with the kids, you can make, a, make an excuse or you can make a plan, but you can't do both. So you gotta you gotta stop making excuses for whatever it is that's you're staring at and just get up and do it. Dang, that's intense. I like that. But is there anything that like triggers you to to like like something you can say or to motivators? yourself? Yeah, I need to grow up and just do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know, like otherwise you're looking you're looking for a trick. You're looking for and, and there's not a trick. They all. The trick is is to is to create that within your day. If you want to work out every day, then get up and work out every day. Yeah. F- like figure it out. Put like you do have time to do it. You you have time to do all of those things. You just don't want to. So you have to you have to change it. I one of my friends, she like was she's really into like homemaking and stuff, like how to like nesting and making a house a home and all that stuff. And she said one of her motivators, like what she does, she does like rewards for herself to get things done. (laughs) And so one of the things she does is after she cleans her whole house, she like waits to have her coffee and then drinks the coffee in the clean room. And for her, that's like a huge reward. Interesting. I thought that that was was really clever. Like, but I actually do, I do stuff like that when I'm trying to start new habits. So like, um, if, if I've been out of the habit of of exercising or whatever okay if i exercise for five days straight then i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get a cupcake uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) whatever like a small reward like that i so i'm working towards something like every day yeah yeah you know small rewards do help i'm not the one to talk about this but i do think like after being like getting married and trying to figure out like the new flow of our life there have just been, like, certain habits that I've had to put in place. Like, Monday is laundry day. Like, non-negotiable. That's the day that I do laundry. Right. 
and I, I want to have it done like and folded and put away by Tuesday. And then like same thing. I After dinner, the kitchen gets clean and the dishes get put away. That's what happens. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Like I just put those systems in place. And then in the morning when the dishwasher has been run, I unload it so that the it's ready for that night. You know, just like little and, things that and isn't I. And when your systems get out of place that it creates like anxiety yeah. and it creates, you know, and then. You're like, oh man, I suck at life. Like, why am I, you know, like, why can't I get it together? Why is my yeah. house always a mess? Like, so just like, don't get there. Like, keep your systems in place. And when they get out of place, recognize it and say, okay, today I'm going to take the day off, but tomorrow I'm going to get right back on it. It's a good word. Good word. Amen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. This is from Mind Your Own Beatrice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Mind Your Own Beatrice. <laughs> How do I politely tell those who ask dumb or nosy personal questions to mind their own business? So I get asked this all the time, like, because, um, you know, we have a, a family by adoption. And so Carter doesn't look like me. And so people are always asking questions that they don't realize are super intimate or yeah. like personal. So um, I just have to say, actually, that's not something we're going to discuss right now. Huh. Or you, you just have to get like some, and I've had to say that to family members. I've had to say that to very close friends. Like I just, you have to get comfortable saying like, you know what, that's really like none of your business and I'm just not going to talk about that. And you don't have to say that's none of your business, but you can say, actually, we're just not going to discuss that. And if they push it, say, I said, we're not going to discuss that. Dang. And another one that I like that I read from a blog before, and I've used this before, is like when um, people like want to have an opinion about things that you do or the way you do stuff. I like this one. I'm cool with my choices. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason to flounder. People are just trying to get information from you mm. or trying to get in your business. Yeah. Like there's no you you don't owe them anything. So don't don't mess with that. I'm just, cool with you, my choices. Get a couple of one-liners under your belt and keep them in your pocket. Practice saying them in a mirror <laughs> confidently. Yeah, and anytime I ever feel, like, challenged in something, I just, I literally just repeat, like, the thing I just said so people know that you're not getting any more from me. This is all you're getting. Mm, that's good. Okay, this one was in the category of friendships, but I also think it can be, like, personal. Um how would you approach someone and start a conversation about how you hadn't gotten closure from a very hurtful incident a couple years back? This person is a Christian. I'm sure they know what they did hurt me deeply, but because they didn't want their wrongdoing in the public eye, they got rid of me. So now they act as if it's super normal when they see me and it's not. It's awkward as a mother. Okay, so when they so say Jill, got rid of you... <laughs> I don't know what that means. You're alive. I mean, obviously. This. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This sounded maybe just got them out of their life. Got or it. Something. Okay. Noted. Um. So Jill fixed my life. Say it again. Yeah. Can you say it in your own words so I under? Um. It's kind of hard because that's so long. Sure. How would you? I'll, I'm gonna read it again and I'll kind of add things that I'm assuming. How would you approach someone and start a conversation? about how you hadn't gotten closure for a very hurtful incident a couple years back. I'm thinking... So they're the ones who are hurt. Yes, I'm thinking the person writing this is hurt, and they want to get some kind of closure because it keeps coming back around in their life and they can't stop thinking about it. Um, they feel like the other person knows that they did something wrong, but they just didn't want to deal with it. So kind of got them out of their life. Okay, so... So you want closure for some, 
anybody who has wronged you. You may, and if you approach them, you may or you may not get it. Yeah. Um, and so if you decide to approach them, you need to recognize that the outcome may not be what you keep fantasizing that it is going to be. There mm. may not be closure. They may not recognize what they did. They may not they, they may not have anything to say back to you. And are you okay with that? And if you are, if you can be okay with whatever the outcome is and you just feel like you have to say it, then then you need to say it. But if you feel like, if you're hoping that they're going to say, I'm so sorry I did that to you. Will you forgive me? They may not. Yeah. Um, and so you have to decide, you know, if you're going to be, if, if the end of your conversation, you don't hear those words, are you still glad that you approach them? So you can, you can get closure on your own by just deciding that you're going to forgive them and move on and, you know, work, work to be healthy outside of that, or you can have confrontation and you can do it, but you have to be okay with that. The outcome is probably not going to be how you're hoping it's going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like closure is a myth a lot of times? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Because, I, yeah, I think we, we, you know, I was thinking of like that Friends episode with Rachel, like where she calls and she's like, that, my friend, is closure. And I was like, no, it's not because he didn't say anything back to you. You just got everything <laughs> off of your chest and he didn't say anything. It was yeah. a voicemail, you know, like, so... Are you, closure is, I say things, you say things, we come to an agreement, and we're going to decide that this is the way, you know, it's going to be. But it's probably not going to be that way. Mm. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, yeah, I mean, and, but that is, you know, with, with personal relationships, with, you know, friendships that get lost or whatever, like that you know, that's the reality of it is you got to decide, like, how far do you want to push this? And have you already had this conversation and you didn't get the result you want and you're still holding out to get a different result? You know what I mean? Like, you got to you got to kind of look at your expectations there and see if it's it's realistic or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or did they Sorry, ever approach... couldn't help you there. Yeah. Did they ever approach the person <laughs> at all? Did it say in the thing that they wanted? No. Them? No, it doesn't say. Hmm. Confrontation, I always try to deal with immediately. Yeah. Like, the moment I feel Not like a thing. Fester. Like, today, I had a conversation. Yeah, it sounds like this has went on for yeah, a long time. Yeah, because once you get, like, days, weeks, years, your expectations for any kind of, like, quote-unquote closure become, like, absurd, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, if you get, like, offended or whatever, it just sounds like there was a lot of non-confronting this isn't Julie Fix My Life. Yeah. It's just my two cents. I do think, you know, like there is something to figuring out a way where you can run into a person or see them at an event and no longer have that twinge or like, you know, that like uh, dread or where you feel like you don't want to say hi to them. It's like, how do you get to that so point? I've been in that position. Yeah. Someone has, you know, like hurt me and they didn't apologize for it. And I would have to see them like all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but it's an, I mean, honestly, it's an opportunity to exercise forgiveness and you got to get really good at it because ultimately that sounds what this is about is that 
like you got to work on forgiveness. Yeah. And it's hard work and it's but you got to you got to crucify that and lay that down every time because what what the enemy would like is for you to just be obsessed over it and to just keep playing it over and over in your head and to he doesn't ever want you to get closure, but the only way to get closure is to just is to just decide you're going to forgive. Yeah. And, you know, move on. And then the next time you see them, you're going to have to decide to forgive again. And then the next time you see them, you're going to have to decide to forgive again. It doesn't, it's just kind of an ongoing thing. And I think, like, I'm throwing it in. Julie fixed my life. I'm hopping on. (laughs) Get it. Get it. Like, forgiveness is not a feeling. This myth that you're going to feel like you forgave someone, that is a total lie and big hunk of garbage. Forgiveness is an action. It's, hey, I forgive you, and still kind of feeling a little salty about it, but doing the right thing, until eventually you just don't care anymore, you know? Or you, I mean, you really, I guess not caring isn't the right word. You make peace with it in your heart. Like, you move on. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't move you one way or the other. Yeah. It, you know. So. So. But if, if this is about reconciliation, if this is about you wanting to reconcile a relationship with this person, then come to the table with what you're sorry for. Come to the table with why, you know, why yeah. you, this is, this is, this is what you're sorry for. And that will break the ice and that will maybe help, you know, come to some middle ground. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, that closes out our personal category. We have marriage, home, health and beauty, and career. Oh, health and beauty. I'm an expert there. <laughs> Everybody knows. Okay, so these are from, we had a couple questions that came from the same person on our Instagram stories. I love okay. the way they're phrased. They're not really questions. They're just statements and then a request for you to fix their life. So <laughs> this one is as follows. I hate my straight hair. Jill, fix my life. <laughs> Get a curly one? <laughs> Jill did teach me how yep. to curl my hair, people. We have she discussed did. the wand and the dangers thereof. <laughs> and a glove. Get a curling wand Oh, and I need, glove. like, a curling shirt. I have literal scars all over my arms. From my wand. <laughs> Her body bears the scars. Any any other tips for the straight hair people? Someone saw my arms the other day and asked me, are you okay? I'm like, they're curling iron burns. <laughs> and I don't know if that made them feel better or worse about my <laughs> Yikes. I'm like, those are from my That's curling funny. iron. I'm good. <laughs> So um, the, our solution for you is to get a curling iron. That was easy enough. Or a wig. Yeah. Or a wig. Yes. Here's another health and beauty. I can't paint my toenails nicely. Jill, fix my life. <laughs> Go get them done. <laughs> what if you're cheap? Come come to Queens. Oh, get a kid to come over and do it. <laughs> come to Queens. Yeah, go to Queens. Go visit Julie. Okay. Um, so that closes out our health and beauty category. <laughs> Oh, phew, I'm good. <laughs> Career, home, marriage. Um, let's take home. Home for okay. 200. <laughs> um, so this is from someone who is an avid listener and they wanted tips on keeping a house clutter-free and always looking like a model home. Oh, you got to learn how to fake clean your house. Fake clean. Okay, so yeah, like let's say you think someone's coming by in like 15 minutes and 
like your house is like a disaster. There's toys everywhere, whatever. So I learned how to fake clean my house. Is that like just shoving stuff in a closet? I mean, kind of, but not really. It's like, it's like, it's like planning Dedicated for it. Okay. So bins need to, get to some shove baskets. stuff in closets. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I did learn so this from Jill. Get, like, do tell. Do tell. That's right. So you get like a basket. Like I keep a basket like next to my couch. Mm-hmm. And it has like pillows on top of it. But if you take those pillows out, you may Cheetos. <laughs> just whatever random things I found in the living room, I just stuck them in there until I could put them like away where they actually belong. Yeah. Um, so if you like find things to corral the clutter, you know, and like, um, like, and so like if I, like if someone's coming over, I can like put all of my dishes in the sink real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have time to rinse them off and put them in the dishwasher, then I'll do that. But if not, I at least just put them in the sink so my countertops are clear. Yeah. Um, and I wipe down my countertops and you light a candle and swish the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I always swish the yeah. toilets with bleach yes. before someone comes over. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. And I like, have bleach um, next to mine. Just swish it out. Yep. I like what, like when Aaron comes home, I want him to come home to like not clutter. Like I... Because when I come home, I don't want to come home to clutter. So that's just one way that I'm like, yeah, I want it. I want that main level cleaned up when he comes home. And so that that's how I, I learned to fake. <laughs> yeah, I did learn that from Jill, and it's come in really clutch. Like, for example, when I had an entertainment center, I, I think it was you. You're like, just take everything out and put toys in it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, like, that's where they were. So... When it was cleaned up, um, there were no toys anywhere, you know? That's cool. Yeah, in my buffet, I have three bins or, like, three crates, like, wooden crates, and they each have, like, Carter's toys that he plays with, like, downstairs in the dining, like, in the kitchen, like, when I'm cooking and stuff like that. So it's, like, his activities and stuff like that. And they can just be put in there. And, like, so if you do, like, a scan of my house, everything's put away. Hmm. That's perfect. And keep all of your like papers like in one place. Like find sign like find a place that, like they they all go to one place. You don't need to have like seventeen piles of papers all <laughs> over your house. That's awesome. Yeah, there's this podcaster and Instagram person I listen to. I've mentioned her before. Her name's the Lazy Genius. Oh yeah. Have you guys? Yeah. Yes. She she just shared something about like how she keeps she picks one key surface in her home, and like no matter what that is always clear you know and for me I was like oh I should do that my table because my table's like the first thing you see when you come in the front door it's right in the middle of the living area so yeah that's what I focus on like I don't want magazines there I don't want mail there I don't want a hard drive or whatever I'm working on so I thought that was a pretty good tip because even if the rest of the house is kind of crazy at least the table's clear (laughs) like yeah yeah that's a good tip yeah. Yeah, she has a um, lot of great okay. tips. She's amazing. Honestly, she is my healthy little peach. And <laughs> I just want to shout out to you, Kendra, the lazy genius. <laughs> Listen to our changing Cassie's life. Changing it. <laughs> we day just by need day. one influencer to like us. <laughs> <laughs> We're just one influencer away. One healthy um, little okay. peach away. This this question comes from a very faithful listener. Her name is Blassie Blorain. <laughs> <laughs> this is the a other home ones question. were from Bike Bendit. <laughs> Blassie Blorain wants to know. 
Actually, she didn't write this very clearly. She just wrote shoes at front door. Um, this question is actually for me. I have a continual habit of like taking my shoes off in a certain place. Oh, and they just pile up. Yeah, I was actually going to bring this up when you were talking about <laughs> fake cleaning. I'm like, how many pairs of shoes? How? Yeah. I have a place for I, them in the laundry room. We have a shoe organizer. How, but, like, it's just a habit from years and years. And my husband, when he moved in, was like, oh, this is where the shoes go? <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> added it to the collection. He just learned from you. Exactly. <laughs> so, I need a solution. Is this the pile by your front door or the pile by the laundry room? There's, we, there's no longer a pile by the front door. It's by the, like, by the kitchen pass-through under the yeah. counter. And I've thought about, like, oh. we could put a shoe organizer in the garage and like take our shoes off in the garage before we come in the house. Cause I don't Cass, really like shoes in the house. Just take your freaking shoes off by the back door. <laughs> no, I mean like I need a place What's for wrong them. With you? And so I don't know. So I have a, um, by our front door, I have a, it's like a, it's like a bass. What is it? It's got a hinge on it. It's like a bench. Yeah. And the bench seat lifts up, and they can throw them in there when they come in. But, like, it's been, like, snowy, and so now i got a boot tray next to it, oh. and that's tacky. But I can't do anything about it because people come in the front door. Yeah. So as long as they're, like, there. Uh-huh. So just just get a basket or, like, a, a box of Put them in put. your garage. Like, all of our shoes are it's outside of our decorative. house. So I never wear – I'm, like – because our house is so small, and we live in New York City, and I just do not want, like – well, you don't want the filth the of the filth, city in exactly. your house. Yeah. So, like, shoes There's dog just, poop all over. I know. So, shoes are just not allowed. <laughs> like, and so I asked people, I'm like, take them Are off. you going to take off your shoes, though, when you get, when you go through the garage? I, I don't it's know. I thought about, like, buying door. a nice rug, like, from Home Depot, like a utility rug. And you would need it, a rug. Yeah, yeah putting it, it right way. by the back door into the garage and, like, putting a shoe organizer next to it. So that oh wait, I got the solution. Ooh. Here's what you're gonna do. If you're gonna put it in the garage, yes, okay, get a rug and get the shoe organizer or whatever. But until it becomes a habit, put that thing directly in front of your garage door, so you basically have to walk like over it to get in it. <laughs> and that will, and then once you get the hang of it, then you can move it over. That's a good idea. Okay, Kyle, did you hear that? <laughs> Don't let her fool you, Kyle. This has been a problem for a long no, time. I remember Cassie in college, her shoes going up to her bedroom up the stairs. There would be like multiple stair- like pairs of shoes that she just stepped out of going up the stairs. <laughs> you know I'm right, too. You are right. I've never been able to master this, to be honest. So. And now it's just a bunch of Crocs everywhere. Hey. No. <laughs> she added some loafers. I got a very cute <laughs> pair of Keds from Rifle Paper Company. Yeah, those are cute. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, next question on home. How do you clean a mirror without leaving streaks, Jill? If you- Windex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Windex and a microfiber cloth. Oh, microfiber. <laughs> it says it right on it. It says it right on the bottle. Yeah, microfiber, microfiber is is a great thing. You can buy like 20 of them from Amazon for 10 bucks. Okay, here's our last question in home. It's a real good one. I want to order a my pillow, but I'm afraid to spend the money. <laughs> Jill fixed my life. 
I feel like that one is from someone we know. It is. I I can't help you. I don't have a my pillow, so I'm sorry. I actually do have a my pillow. I did not write that question. Is it worth the money? Kyle, well, we didn't buy them. Kyle's mom gave us the pillows for Christmas, which by the way, a pillow is an awesome Christmas gift. Yes. An expensive really pillow. Is. My mom has Agree. given me pillows before. Because you don't really splurge on those things for yourself. I don't know how much a my pillow costs, but I went from using two stacked pillows, a king size pillow with another feather pillow stacked me on too. it. Me too. And I have not had to use those since I got the my pillow. I actually love it. So Well, there you go. Splurge and get it. It's Sounds worth like it's it, awesome. Kelly Bomrock. <laughs> 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 Sorry, calling you out. Okay, marriage or career, Jill? Ooh. <laughs> well, I'll take career. I'll end on marriage. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is from Crystal Chandelier, and her question <laughs> is, this is so perfect. Should I quit my job and become a trophy wife? <gasps> Good question. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> I've been working in a career field for over 14 years that, although rewarding at times, stresses me out, and really isn't my passion. I've been a stay-at-home mom before, however, and became really bored and missed working and using my intellect. Help! But now there's Pinterest. Uh, I love being a trophy wife. <laughs> <laughs> you can be on Instagram all freaking day All long. the time. <laughs> you could be the influencer that makes Circle of Trust go big. Yes, Crystal Chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Crystal, uh, you were in the wrong era. Welcome back. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you can afford, afford to quit your job and to try it out and see if you like it, you know, the trick is going to be to find things that fuel your creativity or whatever it is that, you know, drives you like find a place to volunteer. If your kids are in all day school, you're going to have, it's a, they can be long days. Like if you don't have a plan, but your house can be really clean. (laughs) Because there's nobody there to mess it up. Next year, Carter goes to kindergarten, and the house is going to be, like, clean. Not fake clean, guys. Real Real clean. clean. (laughs) Um, There's no Paw Patrol under those pillows. (laughs) There will not be. Um, So, I mean, mean, if you can afford to do it, then, and you want want to give it a try, try it and see, you know, see if you like it. And if you don't. Hopefully your job's still there when you want to go back. I think the fear is, like, not being challenged while being a stay-at-home mom. Men- well, you got to find things to challenge you, yeah. then. Like, you, like, if you just want to, if you don't have a, pl- if you already know that that's going to be a hang-up, then you need to have a plan in place. Like, something that you're going to tackle, something that you're going to, um, you're going to work towards, or, you know, start looking around at whatever your, like, passions are whether that's like you know a way to volunteer at church or a way to volunteer like at a women's shelter or whatever it is that like fuels you yeah maybe you can start spending some time there director of marketing for this podcast just throwing it out there dude i got all kinds of things you can use your intellect on i got you hit me up you want church (laughs) hit me up yeah i think that's good advice having a plan Watch a couple Gary V videos. You're good to go. (laughs) Also, again, Netflix is now a thing. (laughs) 
Right. So. Thank God when I was like a full-time stay-at-home mom, Netflix didn't exist. Can you imagine? I, oh my gosh, I would. My kid would have never had a bath. Never. <laughs> I started a new show. What is it's it? It's kind of, um, you would actually love it, Julie, because it's very much along the lines of like Bravo. It's on Netflix. It's called Selling Sunset, and it's about a group of very beautiful realtors who sell homes in in Hollywood. <laughs> it's light, easy, breezy. That's what television. I like. That's what I like. Not criminal. There's but not it's true home, crime. So she can't watch them right now. Oh, that's true. Actually, that will cause you to sin. So do not watch the show. Yeah, don't watch it. It's it, million. Dollar it's homes. homes. It's million dollar homes nope. with twenty thousand square feet. We're not there. <laughs> nope. Cancel that. No. <laughs> 20,000 square Watch feet. the Ted Bundy tapes. Never mind. <laughs> JK. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, next question in the career category. Oh my gosh. Lip smacking Lizzie. Jill. My boss is always eating during our meetings and I can't stand the smacking anymore. How do you tell your boss that it grosses you out when she eats? She eats. I'm like, is it me? Is it Evan? <laughs> is Evan lip smacking Evan <laughs> If it were a friend, no problem. But your boss. And then it's like that emoji with the like cry face. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one because it's your boss and she didn't ask your opinion about it. So <laughs> you should probably should just. Get some noise canceling headphones and learn how to read lips. That would be my best. <laughs> suggestion. Why? Why are you eating lunch with your boss? Put is your ear pads in and then put your hair over your. Is ears. it a? Yeah. Is it yeah. a lunch? Is this like a a lunch Where and per, learn? Like yeah. Because then I'm like, who cares? Together? You have free food. Who cares if who's eating? <laughs> it doesn't really say, but I would say if you're at a restaurant, easy solution: pull that weird couple that sits next to each other. Move. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah i mean that is a good question because especially if your boss is picking up the tab or it's on the company card i'd be like smack away lady yeah you go ahead and keep your lips <laughs> <Yeah>. smacking <laughs> i'll take the burger <laughs> double the fries just here's my solution julie fixed my life is find a food to eat that's louder than the one that she's eating <laughs> there you go you need some popcorn I'm saying stay on the side of unity and find something super crunchy. I feel like that's what John Bevere would do. John Bevere would do that. Undercover. I I do not feel like there's a tactful way out of this. Now, if if the opportunity ever comes up to talk about pet peeves and you mention that it's lip smacking, then you can maybe like give the eye to the boss and be like, I really don't like lip smacking and see if she picks up what you're laying. Or about. if yeah. they're in charge of giving the food, pick quiet food and then. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's more under the control here. Mike hates it when I scrape my fork against my teeth. Oh, yeah. Like he, he talked hates about that it. In our okay, one so how episode. did he bring? How did he bring that up to you? He said it was on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. He was like, no, I know, but like. He, Initially. He's like, well, it was cute when we first started dating, and now it's just annoying <laughs> as heck. <laughs> I don't know. Did I ever tell you guys about 
my here here's this could be a solution one time kyle and i were sitting across the table i think of the breakfast table we're having such a nice time like laughing i actually had a moment where i was like wow this is so great like and (laughs) And then he said some jerky didn't he no he goes to finish up what he's eating and he goes in on it kyle has great manners i would take him anywhere but man this is like he like lick his fingers and like slurping and I'm watching it like this is the grossest thing I've ever seen and I don't have that kind of you know phobia where people's eating habits bother me I mean he's going in on it was it it ribs or something (laughs) I don't know it was something that was like messy and I'm just watching him and I'm like don't say anything don't say anything we're having such a good time don't say anything but I wanted to say you said it no you he's He's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm having this internal dialogue and he looks at me and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he was like, I think he could read it on my face. Okay, so the solution is to have an absolute look of horror as she's eating and to wait for her to say, what's wrong? And you say, I cannot believe you are eating like that. Do you oh, need a napkin? Like manipulation. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, that was like yeah. really smart. Because I feel like I would have just said something. It was like, I was like one of those wife learning moments where you're like, you really shouldn't say anything. Everyone says, don't say anything. And I was doing it. I was doing it, guys. Like when the Holy Spirit's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then you're like, okay, but there's one thing I just got to (laughs) say. And then after you say it, you're, it's just like silence and you're like, I've grieved. <laughs> I've grieved. <laughs> I've grieved here. Oh, man. It's rough. But yeah. Um, okay. We're back. We're going to close it out with the marriage category. So um, this is from Travelin' Tommy. And he asks, how do you in the hubs? <laughs> well, his name isn't really Travelin' Tommy. I know who this is. <laughs> I made okay. up that name for <laughs> Traveling Tommy asks, how do you and the hubs deal with travel for extended time periods? That's a good question. So Aaron used to have to work a lot, um, but he was gone Monday through Friday, um, and then he would be home on the weekends. And so we just made, like, the weekends count. Like, it was like a marathon. Like, he would get up, and he would... Like, when he would get home on Friday night, like, that was him and I's time to get... Him and I's? Him, <laughs> him and I'm mine. going with his it. And, his, his and mine. His and I's? What? His and uh, mine. Our time. Yeah, our time. <laughs> it was our Good time save. together. And the kids... Yeah, the kids knew that, like, you know, mom and dad are spending time together tonight. And then, like, he would get up and he would, like, take kids, um, like take one to breakfast he'd like take another one to run an errand later like he like so he would like work to find quality time with them yeah he would make pancakes um for the kids like when he was home you know and then sunday we would try to do something together like as a family um so we would just like really work to make like our time together count Mm -hmm. and then we made sure that we like talked to each other or um and we tried to facetime a couple times during the week but sometimes it's like like, if my husband's gone Monday through Friday and I look haggard at 6 o'clock because it's been a day and he hasn't been home anyways, like, I don't want to face <laughs> <laughs> But, like, we would we would try to, like, um, 
FaceTime or, or, or we would talk every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like just catch up just like we would if he was at home. Like, you know, he'd tell me about his day and I'd tell him about our day and, you know, we would spend, spend that time together. So you just gotta be like really intentional when you are home to make it count and, you know, work, you gotta talk to each other every day when you're not together. Like talking in person or texting? No, talk on the phone. <laughs> Hear each other's voice. That's good. Okay. Well, Julie, you might have something to say about that. Mike's gone a lot on trips. Yeah. What do you guys do? His are super short. Well, except yeah. for Israel. That was 10 days. But that's not normal. Usually, yeah. like, I think the longest one he has this year is four days other than oh. Israel. And then, but he's gone yeah. a lot of, like, one or two days, you know? That's not bad. So for us, yeah. it's not bad. I do feel like Jill had a lot more days, but we just keep this, like, we just keep the schedule moving. So if he's here, he's here. If he's not, he's not. If we miss a date night, it's like, okay, we'll just catch it up the next time. You know what I mean? Because you can go into that, yeah. like, scramble mode where you're like, oh, we missed a date night. And then you put pressure on each other and then it's not fun and everybody's mad. And it's just like, <laughs> we, if for somebody who travels, I think you just got to gl- go with the flow. Like whatever your the rhythm of your week is, just keep it moving. And when he gets back or she gets back, just pick up where you left off, you know? Yeah. And I think that Good. helps stress for like trying to, you know, like Jill said, you just talk yeah. every day and it's good. Okay, this is our last question of Jill Fix My Life, unless Julie has any fixes, which we'll get to after this. This is from Naggy Nelly, and she said, I wonder How do what I get Naggy's my husband? problem is. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get my husband to do stuff without nagging? Okay, first you have to ask him to do the stuff. He can't read your mind, so I hope you've actually asked him to do these things. Mm. And then... You have to give it some time to see if he actually does do it. Like, are we talking about, like, changing a light bulb? Like, you know, like, what... Is there, like, any examples or just... No, it's just a simple question, yeah. Okay. So, I feel like you get, like, a free pass. Like, you get to ask, like, one more time after, like, a day or two has passed. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, hey, I just wanted to remind you that such and such needs to be done. When do you think you can get to that or when is it something you I should take care of you can get to it <laughs> yes like and like you know and it's gonna he you know he may not like that but your tone can really help like diffuse some of that so make sure that you're not coming across as an ag yeah um and just and, and see if you can get him to say a date of when it is and if he can't give me a date, then the next thing I try to say is, okay, is that something you want me to take care of? And, you know, see if it's something that, because maybe there's a reason he doesn't want to do whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe he's not sure how to do that thing and he doesn't want to tell you he doesn't know how to do it or, you know, or maybe he just flat out doesn't want to. <laughs> and then if he doesn't, then you need to reassess and figure out a new plan. Yeah. Um. What, what do you, oh gosh. what do you feel is the tone of voice? Like, can we dialogue this? Can we role play? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretend like I'm Aaron and you need to ask me to do something that Aaron would do. Like, I know he's not ha- like handy or whatever. Like, you know, what would be something okay, you so would like, ask him to do? So he, but he does like, he takes care of the yard, right? So I'd say, hey, I was just wondering 
This would be the initial conversation. Okay. Hey, I was just wondering, when are you going to mow the grass this week? Because we have such and such going on, and Saturdays, you know, we got this game to go to on Saturday, and so, you know, I know we got church, so what what day do you think might work? Uh, I'll probably get to it on, you know, I'll probably just do it Saturday afternoon. Well, so it's like Saturday evening. <laughs> so oh, I might I'd say, love to see that. I might say, <laughs> I might say... Hey, um, I know it was a long day today and you didn't get a chance to mow the grass today, but we've got company coming over tomorrow. Do you think you're going to be able to do it? Yeah, I might. Okay, because if you think you're not, then I'll hire the boy down the street to come. He can come for $20. <laughs> like, I come prepared yeah, with the information. you have a solution. Like, this, yes, I come with a solution. Always come with solutions. Um, and then he might say, I'll just go out and do it now. Or he might say, yeah, call that kid. Yeah. <laughs> $20. Okay. So, that's good. But I, I try to, I never engage in like a fight. You said you were going to take care of that. You didn't do that. Nobody's going oh, yeah, to respond. Oh yeah, that's a lose-lose right there. So, so don't do that. If you can't be conversational about it and you can't, you know, come up with another solution, yeah. then, you know, the problem's actually yours now and not theirs. <laughs> yeah. I hate that feeling of like, after you nag and they do it, it just doesn't feel good. Like, oh, like I got what I wanted, but not the way I wanted. I'll to just get do it. the chore and then reward myself with a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I um, am still figuring this out because I don't like to nag and I don't want to. And like, oh no no, we things. all want to nag. That's not exactly okay. true. A <laughs> hundred. Let's be yeah. honest about it. <laughs> We want yeah, to but nag, like, but we don't want to nag. No, but like I've had to figure out like how in in our marriage, like since it's so new and for a long time, I just did everything myself. And there are things that he wants to do, but not as fast as I want him to do them so I can just <laughs> do it. You know, like for yeah. him, the, me suggesting that I do it is like offensive. Like, oh, I can just take care of it. No, you know, like, yeah. So yeah. we, um, one thing that's been helpful is having like a shared note in our notes app that's like the honey do list. And when he has time, like, he'll just knock it out without me like really begging him to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Google Calendar has been helpful I mean, too. Yes, that's so true. We share yeah. a calendar. Aaron and I have such different like responsibility lists. There's like not a whole lot that I have to, um, like ask him for mm-hmm. or that I you know getting the oil changed like I I'll, I do I we have decided that what works for us is I take care of all of the things inside the house uh-huh. and he takes care of all of the things outside the house that works great garbage yeah lawn cars all of that is him and then I do all the rest of it mm-hmm. um and then he does all of the bills, and I make sure all the kids have, like, what they need and they're where they need to be, you know. And then if he can help take them there, that's great. Or it that's just what works for us because we've had a lot of conversations about what works for us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, you know, maybe you need to if, – if you feel like you're nagging him all the time, then maybe you need to, like, take a step back and be like – why do I need him to do this so bad? Like, is this something I can do? Yeah, like- yeah true story. 
Like, um, I would nag about the dishes, and I just decided, like, when I, we have a trip, like, a short trip tomorrow, I'm like, when I get back, I'm just going to go to Costco and buy the ginor, like, the 2,000 paper plates. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because... It, that's just what that's gonna fix the problem like I don't want to nag totally he doesn't want to hear it or do it and then at the end of the day I really don't want him to do it I don't know why you know just I'm PMSing yeah. whatever who cares <laughs> <laughs> but like I I really just want like life to be easier so like paper plates done yeah. solved in it we're done done yeah now, if it's like a house project that he's he has said that he's going to do and he just keeps putting off and won't do it and won't do it, then you need to probably have a sit down and be like, hey, we really need to talk about this project and maybe maybe we can put a timeline together, yeah. you know, and kind of like, you know, just in an unassuming way, kind of have that. We need more details, Nagy Nelly. You guys can land together. <laughs> yeah. But just see where you land together. Like, you know, the, the point is is to not come at him because you don't want him coming at you. Yeah. Because probably in his mind, there's things that he wishes you would do. And, I mean, just consider, like, if he started naming all those things off to you the way you want to name off all those things to him, how would you feel? Yeah. You know, probably not awesome. Yeah. So. I think, too, like, everybody in your relationship, or both of you, not everybody, that sounds weird, like we're... <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Who's in there? Multiple marriages. But I think like for Kyle, there are different things that are like super big priorities for me that he could care less about. Like he does right. not care if we go to bed and there's dishes in the sink. Oh yeah. No, that doesn't bother and, anyone in this house. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there were like certain things of our, that we owned that we can't put in the dishwasher, which I'm a dishwasher girl. Washing things by hand makes me gag, whatever. But like <laughs> he... He would, like, want us to wash, hand wash these certain things, but not be willing to do it every night. And so I would get all worked up, like, I'm putting your knives in the dishwasher then, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. We have this fight, this ongoing fight. And finally, I was just, like, over it. Like, I'm just going to wash the dishes every night. Like, it's important to me. It's not important to him that they're done. That's it. I just sucked it up and I bought or we have a speaker in our kitchen now so I can listen to a podcast or listen to music right. while I do it. I'm just I was like, I'm not I'm not having this argument every day. I'm over it. I don't like who it makes me. He doesn't care. Like, why do I care so much? You know, I don't yeah. know. I just got I was done. I was over it. And I don't care and about like, washing dishes anymore. Something Aaron said to me that like really like it really stuck to me. He, he said. And I don't even know what what the the argument was that we were having or whatever, but it was it was unmet expectations was the bottom line of it. Like I wanted him to do something and he wasn't doing it or whatever. And he goes, "I'm not doing it to you." <laughs> He's like, "I literally just don't. It's not a priority for me. Whatever it was, yeah. you know. Like he's like, I'm not like." Maybe it was, like, putting a glass, like, next to the sink instead of inside the sink. He's yeah. like, I'm not doing it to, like, I'm going to get over on Jill. I'm going to put this sink <laughs> next to the glass and not in, in the I'll sink. I'll get her. I'm going to show her. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, because you know what? It doesn't drive him crazy. No. It drives me crazy. And when I was like, oh, my gosh, he's not he's not doing that to me. Yeah. Like, he's, he's 
he's not trying to make a statement to me about it. Like, I don't know why I thought he was. And I don't even know if it was about the glass. I'm just saying, like, silly things. It was something as silly as yeah. that. Yeah. No, I just realized and Mike so... never even sees it. Like, I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> exactly. oh, that needs to be done. But no, what totally. he was saying is like, Jules, I don't even look at it and see, like, I don't see that. I'm thinking, like, about yeah. our life and our list and, like, our like the business side of what we do. Like, he's like, that's what I'm thinking about. And so I had to like, think like, well, I'm not thinking about some of those things. So I'll do the dishes. You know, like that's where I landed. Insurance or planning for retirement. So you know what? (laughs) Cause I guarantee if I could lift some of his load, he would gladly do the dishes, you know, but (laughs) yeah, I'm with you. It's never about the dishes, Nagy Nelly. It's never about the dishes. <laughs> Julie, do you have any questions? Do you need Jill to fix anything in your life right now? Um, she fixes everything in it. I needed clothes. She went to the thrift store, hooked me up. <laughs> she fixed my timeline for my kids. Wonderful, working great. I'm exhausted, guys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so hard fixing people's lives. All right, guys, I think that's it for season three. We've come to the All end. Right. For the next one who's gonna fix mine i've got some stuff going on (laughs) we want to thank all of you for listening this season and while we take a little bit of a break in between seasons this is a great time to go back and binge listen the episodes that you haven't gotten around to you can also check our website out for our blogs you can go back in our episode guides and check out our links and really just basically become obsessed with us over the next couple weeks. Really gonna miss being here, but we'll be back with season four in just a little bit. Production by Kyle Moraine. Music by Danny Hendon. Until next time. You're gonna hear me, I muted while I was yelling at her and I was like, you cannot have fun dip for dinner. (laughs) You had fun dip for breakfast.